Please stand clear of the doors. Hey guys, we're on the monorail. About to go to Epcot. Check out Illumination. I can't wait. But yeah, I, I gotta I gotta get off. Why? Why? Because a year ago I have I actually made a prototype firework uh-huh. that where the firework comes out, it shoots out candy instead of actual firework. Really? And they, yeah, they spam me, you know, for maybe a couple of days, a couple of months, a year, two years. Which one is it? I don't know. <laughs> Welcome to episode 115 of the Diz His Podcast. I'm Joe. I'm Alex. I'm Jen. Today we will be giving the his on Illuminations. So what do you guys think of Illuminations? Alex, have you been to Illuminations before? You know what? Surprisingly, I've never been to Illuminations. What do you mean surprisingly? <laughs> like you don't like to go to things in the first place. And it's an Epcot, I believe. So yeah. it's kind of like... Why we? I'm not really that surprised. <laughs> I was, I was joking, but yeah, no, I haven't seen it. And you know what? After doing the research, I'm kind of sad I never seen it because it seems pretty cool. Yeah, it was a great show. I, uh, I, I haven't seen it either. Oh, and really? I do. Yeah, I don't. But you know something? I'm like, I don't go see the fireworks. Usually, I leave there by dinner time, and so so I can be home around dinner time. You know? Yeah. I just have never seen it. Jen, so obviously you've seen Illuminations, right? Yes. So what do you think? Many of times. Oh, I love Illuminations. I love um, the old, old going way back. That's like one of my core Disney memories as a child um, was it was it was Illuminations, right? Way back in the See, I haven't read the history way back in like the 90s, 1980, right? 1988 is when, is when it, it started. Yeah. Yeah. OK, definitely. So I just remember um, being a little kid and like watching Illuminations and every single country lighting up and it had like the music from, you know, that was that reminded you of that particular country. And, and that's definitely one of my core Disney memories. So always liked it. Definitely frequented that park a lot. So saw mm-hmm. it a fair amount of times and yeah, just really enjoyed it. Yeah, I think I think I know why here. I think I think I know what's going on. Here's my theory about everything. Okay, <laughs> is that the reason why? See, I never really went to Disney that much when I was younger, uh-huh. as much as you did, right? So my a lot of my Disney experiences come, you know, you know, in the late twenties. I would say I started going to Disney like a lot, and so I was just getting older. So I'm like in bed by like you know nine o'clock. As a kid, you're probably saying you're you're younger. You're like, oh, you know, you're staying there. Like super late, you know, you're younger, you're staying up later. Me, no, man, I'm in bed by like, I want to be home in bed like 10 o'clock. Alex, I don't know what your excuse is. You just don't like Epcot. Well, I don't like Epcot <laughs> and uh, that's about it. Yeah, you, you don't, you just don't like to have fun and you don't like, you don't like to you're right. Up. You're right. I don't like to have fun, aka spend a lot of money on food and drinks. But you've seen the Magic Kingdom fireworks, right? I have. Yes, I have. And you know, something I have a funny feeling because everything that's going on right here in Florida. That I was talking to my sister, who is Alex's wife, and she said what? that, yeah, and she said <laughs> that her, your son Link, like they're seeing all these old photos of like Emma yes. going to the parks, yes. and Link would have loved it, right? Yes, he would have. And I, I'm pretty sure I feel like now you would stick around more for the fireworks, especially because Emma's getting older. So yeah. I think that you would spending a little bit more time out there for sure and spending and staying there a little bit later so you can experience you know some of the nighttime magic that's going on at the parks maybe i don't know four and two year old we might still wait a little come more maybe another year or two before we stay later mm-hmm. this book, so they can have the memories right well another thing memories just because it's it'd be easier to deal with them uh when they're a little older past bedtime mm-hmm. that's true i hear you the only fireworks i've really seen at the parks or at Hollywood Studios and Magic Kingdom. I haven't seen any fireworks over at, well, Animal Kingdom doesn't have fireworks, but I haven't seen any fireworks at Epcot. And the fireworks that I have seen over at Hollywood Studios is not the, mo- the more popular one. I-, I saw the Star Wars fireworks when that was a thing. That was like super cool. Yeah. Uh, but I haven't seen Fantas- Fantasmic, right? I don't know. Are you asking us? Yeah, that's, that's the name of the show that's over at Hollywood <laughs> Studios that everyone's like crazy about. The are you're talking about that's the show with the fireworks and I mean there's a little bit but not like 
Are you talking uh, about in front of fi- the Fantasmic's the one where you sit in the theater and watch and it's very, you know, a lot of characters and stuff like that. But there's I fireworks mean, at that, right? There's a smaller amount, but there's not the, you know, behind the the Chinese theater. Yeah, that's the one that I've seen over at Hollywood Studios. Okay, ready to get to the history? Wait, wait, wait. Ooh. Are we going to rate this? Oh. Oh, yeah. Two of us haven't even been to it. We're going to go ahead and make a rating. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't watch a video on it? Do you think we shouldn't? No, I don't think we should. Okay, then we won't. But but Jen, how about, okay. So I think fair enough, right? We haven't been to it, so I don't think we should give it a ranking. But Jen, can can you rank it kind of against uh, the other fireworks? 7.5. 7.5? Why the 0.5? Why not just go 8? Or why not just keep it at 7? Because uh, it's not quite 7. It's higher than a 7, not quite an 8. So if we go to history of Diz His, right? Joe would then rate it an 8.5. <laughs> And then I would rate it probably like a seven or six and a half. That's how it would normally, yeah. By averages, you mean? Like how, yeah, for sure. Let's get to the his on Illuminations. Illuminations is a fireworks show at Epcot and Disney World, which debuted in 1988. It was replaced by Illuminations 25 in 1996, which was replaced by Illuminations Reflections of Earth in 1999. This last version of Illuminations ran until 2019, making Illuminations 31 years old. The laser, fireworks, and fountain show had a uniqueness to it, utilizing the lagoon in all the countries represented at Epcot. This show is one that many people will remember since it was, in one of its variations, a staple for all Epcot goers. In 2017, Disneyland Park Paris debuted their version of Illuminations. Now, I will say this. Not a humongous fan of the um, Illuminations reflections of Earth. Oh, really? Nope. When they changed it. Like, if you were to ask me which version of illuminations yeah. it's it's the first one just because that is the one that i remember the most and i remember enjoying the most so but yeah no not a huge fan of that one i didn't like the music of it as much or uh-huh. any of that you know what's funny is doing the history right i didn't know why it was called illuminations and then it just hit me while i was doing the history because it's spelled capital i capital n and i was like illuminations yeah. oh my god it's because it's Epcot. Was you're like mind blown? <laughs> yeah, mind blown. <laughs> so pretty much the whole thing, the main point of it is just, it's because it's kind of celebrating the nations. Mm-hmm. All the countries right. coming together, yeah. Like the Olympics. Does, do, do they have like a show like that? Like they come to have the rings? I don't know. They should have an Olympic show at Epcot every four, yeah. every two years. Why wouldn't it? I, I think that would be a good idea, right? Yeah. Maybe have its own little area of the Olympics where they kind of have a lot of like what happened in the, the previous Olympics. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I have like all the, the data and like how many gold medals the countries have won and some of the highlights. Yeah. I, I feel like it, maybe at some point there was some representation of maybe when, uh, you know, the Olympics were actively going on. I don't know. It's like you guys just unlocked a little bit of a memory or I could be crazy. So. No, no five ring representation, though. But there is one ring. There's the new Stargate in the middle of the uh, lagoon. Oh, can, have you tried to jump through it? Yeah, to get a space. Have you? I've I thought tried. they would drop you through it. You might you might think maybe I haven't been to Disney in a while because of COVID. But I actually tried to jump through that and they kicked me out. <laughs> yeah, he, he has not been to Disney because of that. He's been banned for a year. Yeah, it just was, happened I'm to using, happen this year. I'm, u- I'm using the pandemic as a cover up. The reason why I haven't been back is because of this. <laughs> They're like, sorry, man, you can't come back. And I tried to pull the whole thing. I'm on the Disney's podcast. Please let me back. Nope. Just didn't have they, they weren't having it. I'm, I'm just sitting here realizing that we're really kind of dating ourselves by talking about that movie. <laughs> I haven't even seen that movie. It's kind of like Battle Scar Galactica. No, it's called Stargate. Is that where Kurt Russell? No, Jodie Foster. Okay, so I'm dating myself. Who else is in it? You sure Kurt Russell's not in that movie? I don't think Stargate or no. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe. Hold on. I have my movies mixed up. That's contact. Uh, Stargate. Jodie Foster's in contact. Yeah. Yes. 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 Okay. Somebody's going to have to fix me. Like eye contact. 
No. Yes, it's a movie about opth- ophthalmologists. <laughs> yeah, it's because it's you don't have your glasses on today. Is that what yeah, you're talking about? That's right. Kurt Russell is in it. Is he? Is yeah. that the get out of here, man? <laughs> oh, and James Spader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yes, I remember this movie. 1994. Is this Disney owned? Alex, how old are you in 1994? I would have been six years old. <laughs> okay. I was I was pretty old. I've never seen that movie though. People always talk about it though. I think it's part of the multiverse. Isn't Kurt Russell from uh, Star? Um... Oh, Ego. That's yeah. one of his variants. Yeah, I think it might be. Epcot opened in 1982 and was a park of the future. It also was a park of the world, showcasing the countries surrounding the World Showcase Lagoon. Most Disney parks have a castle in the middle, but Epcot had a body of water, and it was Don Dorsey's job to utilize its space for a nighttime show. In 1982, future vice president of Walt Disney Entertainment, Ron Logan, came to work for Disney World Resort and was stationed at Epcot to help with the new fireworks show. The fireworks show was named Carnival de Lumiere. It utilized barges in the water with projector screens for a projection show to be shown. The only area for guests to view the show was between Mexico and Canada. This show was replaced by a new world, Fantasy. It was very similar, but had a new story to it. It also introduced the P-Shell lights, which moved automatically. By 1984, a new world fantasy was replaced by laser phonic fantasy. This show added a new dimension to the fireworks show at Epcot because it could be viewed all around the lagoon. The Imagineers created a laser bulb, which would sometimes last three hours and other times three months. The show ran on 25 computers, 50,000 light bulbs, 680 strobe lights, 550 theatrical lights, 783 pyrotechnic pieces, 108 fountains, 11 searchlights, 6 lasers, 13 special effects projectors, and 12 huge wire mesh screens to project effects onto. The Imagineers decided not to use projection barges and instead used fountain and firework barges arranged around a central barge which had lights, fog, and lasers. The lasers were shot from Mexico, United Kingdom, and Italy. This show was a success, but was replaced in 1988 by Illuminations. It used the arrangements for a new world fantasy and laser phonic fantasy, but was recorded by the Toronto Symphonic Orchestra instead of being arranged by a synthesizer. The show's theme was new, created by Don Dorsey and Bruce Haley, called Great Parades and Pageants. All the pavilions were showcased except Norway, which was newly opened. The globe stationed in the middle of the lagoon got outfitted with fiber optics, which are lit up by lasers inside the globe. The first segment was comprised of classical music, like Beethoven and Bach. The second took you on a trip around the world, with songs highlighting each pavilion, with the pavilion lighting up as their song played. The first two segments relied heavily on lasers, barges, and graphics projected behind the fountains. At the very end of the second act, the firework explosives went off and led right into the third act. The third movement played more classical music, like Mazorsky and Bazé. Illuminations was at its best after its final upgrade in 1996. The 1996 upgrade added a new laser computer system, replaced lasers, and updated 2K P-shell lights to 7K secret lights. This was all in preparation for Holiday Illuminations and Illumination 25. Holiday Illumination was recorded by the Czech Symphonic Orchestra and played classical Christmas songs like Joy to the World, Hanukkah Medley, and Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairies. What are you going to say, Jen? I, I noticed that you kind of had some aha moments throughout that throughout that history. Well, you know, you're sitting here and you're, I'm, I'm listening to Alex talk and that was, you know, a distinct memory that I had was, you know, the different countries lighting up and stuff like that. But it's just funny because I remember watching it as a little kid and just completely being awestruck at how technologically advanced mm-hmm. it was, you know, back in the late eighties, early nineties, and just like, wow, this is so cool kind of thing. And just realizing now in that, you know, kind of shorter span of time that that's obsolete. All of that tech that would have been like, you know, mind blowing at that time. Yeah. So it's kind of crazy. I, I think it's still mind blowing now. If you think about it, like, so after hearing this, obviously, that's like you're saying, there is a lot of technology, you know, that goes into this. And you really don't think about how much technology goes into a lot of the shows that they do at Disney, you know, the fireworks show, this show, because there's a lot of technology. This technology that they use is kind of coming to, we can buy it. Anyone can just buy it. As you drive around to different houses, you know, there's all these cool type of technologies where you can, 
it's not just Christmas lights anymore. There's like a show. It's almost like dancing lights, right? I feel like it's kind of like that in a way. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, I would agree with that. Definitely. So, so what I'm saying, I'm not saying that it's exactly the same, obviously, but I'm saying that the technology then, this, this was like, Matt, this was big. This is still really cool. But now it's becoming more like commercial. Can just buy- yeah, commercial. It's more commercial. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I was trying to make, which is kind of cool. Definitely. I, I'm, re- you know, Jen, I'm really happy that uh, when you listen to this, it's starting to bring back memories because really that's the point of the show is I want people to go and be like, oh, I remember that. Oh, this this is cool. Oh, I feel like I want you to almost feel like you're 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 at the parks. And that's that that was the whole kind of point. That's one of the points behind the whole show that this is. So. Right. I think that um I will definitely go back and watch um now, you know, once we're done with this. I know sometimes you guys watch this stuff before and everything like that, but when we were talking about doing this one, I was like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'll I'll I will definitely remember it. But now I kind of want to just go back and watch it mm-hmm. again just for nostalgia. The old one, the one from, you know. Are you saving a memory, a good memory for us for later on? Uh, the memory that I have is probably the memory that you have, which is something that happened. I have seen it. No. Uh, okay. But <laughs> wait a minute. But we were at Epcot. You have been at Epcot was, many of times. <laughs> no, but we were at Epcot. Was it not after Illuminations with the, um, you know, the the spontaneous circle chant? Wasn't that after a fireworks? I don't think so. I think that was before. I don't know. I remember that night. I remember I, I mentioned that memory here, not on one of the episodes with of that, you know, and you weren't here that time. Maybe it was one with like Christian. They, they were here. Uh, but I remember that everyone was trying to go to Test Track and then Test Track was broken down. That also that night. I just I remember, remember it happened remember. in the countries. I thought it was after fireworks. So see, that's but see this. The no, no, it was old? after. It was after the candlelight. Ah, it's see, it's when you're old, things start to like mesh together. Aren't you coming up on forty, Joe? Yeah, I am. Sadly, in 1996, Illuminations were replaced by Illuminations 25, named for the celebration of Walt Disney World's 25th anniversary. This show had the same components as the previous but added four more firework barges, new music, and new programming. One key element was a replacing of the classical soundtrack with a more modern one. There are two versions of this show. The first one is referred to as Illuminations 25A, which ran until 1997. The show has an opening sequence followed by three acts and a closing sequence. The opening sequence salutes all the countries surrounding the World Showcase Lagoon, while the song Remember the Magic plays. Act 1 celebrates the different cultures, with songs like International Fantasy and a worldwide celebration. Act 2 has a song, Discovery Suites, playing, which brings inspiration from the future world themes like life, communication, energy, motion, imagination, land, sea, and intervention. Act 3 encompasses everything that was signified prior with a jazzy rendition of the Circle of Life. This is followed by the closing sequence. Illuminations 25A was only shown for a few months before being replaced by Illuminations version B also known as Illuminations 98. This version brought back the classical music, and the opening and closing sequences were changed to take out the references to 25th anniversary. The soundtrack now included songs like The Aquarium, Hornpipe, and Illuminations Fanfare. This show ran until September 1999. Following Illuminations 25 was Illuminations 2000, Reflections of Earth. This show debuted in late 1999 and was designed to celebrate the new millennium. This show is completely different from the previous Illumination shows that ran prior. Disney asked Hans Zimmer, composer of the score for Lion King, but he instead recommended his colleague, Gavin Greenaway, who was only 22 at the time, to compose the new show. Michael Eisner gave Don Dorsey and the Live Entertainment Division a budget of $20 million for the new show, and immediately, a 30-person committee was formed to discuss various ideas for the show. Ron Logan asked Eisner what the show should be about, and he said yesterday, today, and tomorrow. The entertainment division had already been developing a new Lagoon show with the help from Mark Fisher, a British architect who is best known for designing the opening and closing number for the 2006 Winter Olympics and 2008 Summer Olympics. All the new pieces for the show were constructed by Disney's Central Shops, instead of using an outside company for production. Dorsey eventually narrowed down the show plot to Earth. He wrote up an idea for the show while on a trip to California and faxed it to the director of Epcot Entertainment. The team got to work and within three months had a pitch for Michael Eisner, who loved the idea and gave it a green light. The one I'm not a fan of. Yeah, I want to talk more about why you're not a fan of that. Why do you why are you not a fan of it? I think you know how sometimes um, 
nostalgia just kind of has a big grip on you with certain things. And not that you don't, it's not that you don't want to embrace change. It's that if you just have such fond memories of something, it makes it harder to accept it. And I, I think that's what that has to do with. It just wasn't, didn't like the music, didn't like anything about it. You know, I mean, generally speaking, I'm not a huge Eisner fan. So mm-hmm. of that kind of time frame, you know, in the era of Disney, but not for any specific reason. So, but that was really my main issue with it as it just, it didn't, I just didn't vibe with it. Do you feel it? No, I kind of want to see the show that's there now um, before it goes. So I'm hoping I hey. can get, take a trip and see that one. Jen, what's the behind the why they're getting rid of the fireworks shows? Is it because the prices are skyrocketing for like the powder and stuff? I don't I don't know. I mean, I haven't seen anything specifically. I mean, obviously they're um they're doing more projection is gonna be more eco-friendly yeah. and things like that. I I'm sure that's a mm-hmm. huge push because you know Disney's on the um one of the uh you know, industry leaders, I guess, when you yeah. talk about that, because if you think about it, you know, I, sure. I'm sure that having a heavily fireworks, all four, well, three out of four parks every night that, you know, that's going to be a significant amount of pollution, just thinking about it. And sure. so I really thought about that. But that's very, very true. You know, that could be an angle that they're going with. Um, I'm sure costs can definitely be a factor. I mean, we know COVID has done some crazy wacky things to, you know, shortages of the most random things like Quaker rice cakes to, you know, the chip shortages with cars. I mean, maybe there's a, you know, explosive shortage. I don't know. There is. There is one. There is one. Is there? So, so it could be that. And, you know, I mean, big companies, even, even though they're, you know, they're back and they're working, you know, they're still running things at a deficit just because of the huge losses they took last year. So it could just be um, an opportunity just to kind of enact some changes that have several different layers to it. Yeah, you know? that's true. Or it could I, we, just be Chapik just being Chapik. Yeah. Well, we all know that Disney listens to the show, right? So I'm going <laughs> to throw something out there. Why not make it so when I, it doesn't really blow up, right? The fireworks go into the sky, like shoots into the sky, right? And then candy comes out. <laughs> how high Listen. is it going huh how high is it going before the candy comes out it's gonna go really high in the air that's like a, that's, the highest normal firework that's uh dangerous why so the trajectory of that candy falling down don't you know physics honey? Well, it comes in it comes in with, like, little this. parachutes my eye <laughs> it comes in little parachutes like little parachutes come little down parachutes. You have a little candy little treat velocity you go home. let's just velocity maybe, not maybe little, trajectory little little toys Come out like a little Mickey. Like, okay. You know, like, have um, you, a Zoom Zoom. Have you Post ever zoom. seen the videos <laughs> of the helicopter Easter egg drops? Yes. Yeah. I went to one. Okay. And and how disastrous those are. Those are good. They're not disastrous. 95% of the time, they're disastrous. <laughs> what, what, and you want to add Disney to that? You want them to drop yeah. Disney merch on the yeah. on kids? Disney merch on everyone. Oh, my God. T-shirts. Gosh. No. How about we replace fireworks with drones? I like They tried that. They tried that? They did. They tried that at um, Springs. And what did they do with all the drones afterwards? Throw them away? You you know, I'm not sure what happened. It was really short-lived. They had it. um, I feel like it was a holiday season, and they had that out there um, probably testing it. Of course, I'm sure you remember the, um, was it the X-Wings at the premiere? Yeah, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Yep, those were drones. I mean, they literally just rose up and and went back down. But they they have toyed with drones before. And drones would be really cool. The exception would be um, Florida's weather is volatile. Oh, yeah. And so when you have drones, I mean, when you're thinking about fireworks, you know, you have factors like, you know, wind and rain and things like that, that can kind of affect it. I feel like with drones, just because of the costs associated with them, you're even more so going to have those issues when you're thinking about inclement weather. So um, I would think that's probably why it never expanded off of that short little stint at studio or at um, Springs. You're probably right. Hey, so. I actually saw the drones over at Disney Springs. Oh, yeah. I saw them and it was awesome. It was super cool. But 100% probably weather has something to do with it. But I don't think weather has nothing to do with it, actually. Think about this. How is weather? 
had any, everything to do with it when they had the Skyliners. The Skyliners are like they're drones. They're not as high. They're like, they're like drones in the air. So why can't they're you go ahead? Nothing <laughs> like oh, exactly like drones in the air. You feel they're like you're gonna fall off the whole time. Nothing like drones. <laughs> the drones were really, really cool though. I mean, they were. It, it was a, during Christmas time, and they had like it was so awesome. I love the drones. Well, when Disney gets his dome done, then they'll go to drones probably. <laughs> the drones at the Olympics were really cool. Did yeah, you guys see were. that? Yeah. Did you guys see that? Yeah, it was yeah, really yeah. cool. I, I mean, it. they had the technology to do it. I mean, they, they have the technology. Really yeah, they have the technology. The most iconic piece of the show is the Earth Globe. It is one of the most complicated pieces of show equipment at Disney. It's 28 feet in diameter and three stories high. It was the world's first spherical video display system. The base for the globe is a fitted tank turret on the barge. Don Dorsey and award-winning pyrotechnic designer Eric Tucker created a new way to launch fireworks for the show called Air Launch. This utilized compressed air instead of black powder to launch shells into the air without seeing the ignited shell trail. It also creates less pollution. This helps launch the 750 mortar tubes and the shells. The show's music, which was produced by Greenaway, is used for all kinds of events. The song Promise, which is sung by Kelly Coffey, is used for weddings. While Reflections of Earth won an Emmy Award, Kelly Coffey also sings the only other solo vocal performance used for the show, We Go On. Once the show was completed, Logan noticed a slight issue in the sequence, and Eisner, without seeing the issue, agreed that any issue should be fixed. Greenaway and all the same musicians were brought in to re-record 12 bars, a fix that cost $80,000. The night Illuminations 2000, Reflections of Earth, debuted, Eisner was seeing it for the first time. The globe was revealed, and nothing happened. It seemed to be not working. Logan checked, and one of the team members were so nervous, they forgot to turn the circuit breaker on. The issue was resolved, and everyone in attendance agreed that Luminations, Reflections of Earth, was a smash hit. For the opening sequence, torches were added to the World Showcase, 19 total to represent the centuries leading up to the new millennium. The 20th torch is located inside the Earth's globe. The globe is also covered in 15,000 LEDs, which display almost 300 images during the show. The first act, titled Chaos, shows the universe through pyrotechnic and fire effects, using the new Inferno barge, spouting flames almost 100 feet in the air. The show picks up speed with more fireworks and then silence. Act 2 then starts, titled Order. This sequence has images of the Earth presented on the ball. Space, life, adventure, home, and celebration. The images transition until the globe holds the full geographical print of the Earth. Lasers and fireworks go off, while tapestry of nations' puppets are depicted on the globe. The final act begins with the song We Go On, as the globe opens up like a blooming flower to reveal the final torch, which sends a thousand white fireworks to represent the new millennium, into the sky following by a final burst of fireworks. The whole show was more than 2,000 visible effects. There were four renditions of the show, July 4th, New Year's Eve, and Epcot's 25th anniversary. Illuminations Reflections of Earth became a fan favorite and won Best Outdoor Night Productions Show 11 years in a row by Amusement Today. The show ran for 20 years, but on October 1st, 2019, it was replaced by Epcot Forever. This fireworks show is only an interim replacement until Harmonious premieres in October 2021. Disneyland Park in Disneyland Paris has their version of Illuminations that debuted in 2017. It celebrated the 25th anniversary of the park and replaced Disney Dreams. The show features projection mapping onto the castle, accompanied by fireworks, fire, lasers, searchlights, music, and water fountains. You can hear music like The Circle of Life, Part of Your World, He's a Pirate, Let It Go, A Dream is a Wish a Heart Makes, and the Star Wars theme. So, guys, do you guys like the projections better than the fireworks? Um, I think they have to be together. If we okay. just had projections, no fireworks, I don't think it'd be as good. I agree. Um, but also, it depends on what it is, because when you're talking about Magic Kingdom and, you know, the projections and the fireworks on the castle, great. Love it. The Epcot one, I just, I just don't feel it. So, yeah, they do kind of embellish each other, but it depends on the content. I, so, let's be honest, right? What's the best part of the fireworks show? Any fireworks show that there is, what's the best part of it? That you can leave without other people going with you. That's, that's one, right? But give me another. What's the best part of a fireworks show? Eating ice cream. I, no. The music. Sleeping. And the fireworks together. No, I, thought, I think it's the grand finale, right? Well, yeah. all, that's like the best part. That's, that's what everyone's waiting for, right? 
No, that's the most stressful part, especially when you have littles, because when that grand finale is happening, you got to get all your crap together fast because you know, everybody's going to be moving. Yeah. So I have, I have a really simple solution. They should do the grand finale at the very beginning of the show. They set up all the fireworks, boom, 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 grand finale, do projections and then you can leave. I like, I like the projections better than the fireworks. I think it's cool. It's cool. There's more you can do. I love the projections, right? I love it when they do the lights on like the fog and stuff like that. And like the um, lights on the tree, like the animal kingdom, uh-huh. like they can make things come to life. And I think that's so awesome. I love fireworks, but sometimes it's kind of like, okay, whatever. Just get me to the finale. I want to see a whole bunch of things like blow up in the sky. It's like, you know, there's a firework there, a firework here. I need, I, I'm waiting for the grand finale from like the start of the show. You're not appreciating the fact you how the the synchronization of it you know that you're not appreciating that the the work that has gone into the art yeah yes okay. that you know where you're talking about you know these songs and these perfectly timed fireworks and the not only that but you go you know a step deeper and now you know disney has you know their fireworks that are shaped you know when they're doing yeah and they have the toy story song and you know there's fireworks shaped like um you know, blocks and yeah, yeah like Mickey Mouse and there. stuff like that. Yep. Right. Moana, and, and yeah. And a heart of Tefiti. I mean, that that's, that's effort. That's, yeah. that's ingenuity. That's just all of it together. That's a lot of work. Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. you got to be able to sit back and appreciate all of this thing together. You know, the projections in conjunction with the fireworks in conjunction with the timing musically. I mean, that's, if you sit back and watch it all together, it's all very important components and it just doesn't have the same feel when it's missing them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Quick fire, quick facts. Let's go. The operating cost per show is reported to be $25,000. The Inferno barge burns through 400 gallons of propane every night. The four fountain barges pump approximately 4,000 gallons of water per minute for 40 nozzles. In April 2020, during the COVID-19 pandemic, Disneyland Paris debuted a new video series called Disneyland Paris Watch Party, starting with a full video of Disney Illuminations. Unlike other nighttime fireworks shows, Illuminations was rarely ever canceled and went off regardless of weather. However, due to effects of Hurricane Dorian in September 2019, the show was canceled for the first time in history. The 30,000 pieces of plastic fiber optics protruding from the globe were cut at the wrong angle. It was unable to be fixed and is noted when flown over the globe, it shines much brighter. During Illuminations, the second act takes a trip around World Showcase with a song highlighting each pavilion with them lining up as their song plays. Morocco was omitted due to the respect for the pavilion's religious architecture. On September 19, 2005, a firework exploded in a mortar tube on the Inferno Barge. The barge took decent damage and was put out of commission until February of 2006. Illuminations Reflections of Earth has a male narrator at the beginning of the show, Jim Cummings, who also does several Disney character voices, including Winnie the Pooh. We hear Diz has loved Illumination. Its many variations ran for 31 years, and wild guests with its lasers, fireworks, projections, and amazing music. We can't wait to see if Harmonious can live up to the amazing show that was Illuminations. Ever roll out of bed and feel like being a little bad? Three Cheeky Chicks Wax Company has you covered with their Villain Wax Melt line. The Sea Hag Melt will have you wanting to use that body language like Ursula with its bouquet of roses, lily, lilacs, and sweet violets with undernotes of musk. If you feel like you're going to have a meltdown like Hades, throw in the Wax Melt Ruler of the Underworld, which will fill your home with smells of lavender, rosemary, lemon verbena, cinnamon, coriander, leather, amber, and hints of smoke. Or, if you just feel like you are just the evilest one of all, get yourself the Mistress of Evil Melt. These Maleficent-inspired melts will release a woodsy scent with its crisp pine needles, white fir, clove, patchouli, oak, and sugar pine. No matter how you're feeling, make sure to visit MagicallyScented.com to purchase a wide range of wax melts, candles, and room sprays, all made by Three Cheeky Chicks. There are plenty of holiday sales that will allow you to buy any smell that fits your attitude. That's Three Cheeky Chicks at MagicallyScented.com. Memories, memories, memories. Hey, so uh, my memory is when I went to Epcot and I guess we watched the fireworks and Jen's son 
Pull, no, I'm just joking. Go ahead, Jen. Want to tell us your memory? Because you're the only no. one that's been to it. So that was it. Okay. So that, <laughs> so yeah, that, now you have to think of another one. Yeah. Because that one was scratched. That was a candle. My yeah. old brain was thinking it was something different. Uh, I don't have any specific memory other than just illuminations is one of my core Disney memories. Like I said, at the beginning, I just, I remember watching the countries lighting up, you know, and, and the different music and things like that. And it was just kind of an exciting end to an evening. And it was something that even as a little kid, I looked forward to. So I was sad when they kind of changed it and Mm -hmm. modernized it and whatever. So. Hey, Hey, Jen, I have a question. So for listeners who are listening right now, Jen's brother, I was friend with I was friends with Jen's brother like super long time ago, like 13, 12 years old. I, I didn't know Jen at the time. Like I was just friends with her brother when I was probably about 18 or whatever. That's when I we figured out, you know, that then I kind of met Jen and figured out that I was friends with her brother this whole time. I just never met and I never met her before, right? Uh was he there with you? Of course he was. Oh, yeah, because he's funny. I want to have him on the show one time. You really should. Uh, you should, you know, we'll have to ask him what he would, what he would have the best commentary on because. Oh, his commentary is funny. It, it really is. Some of the things he says for you listening, like, oh, it's just so funny. What's the most recent thing that he said? Not about it, the hurricane, the shaking and bacon. That was funny. But what no, was the one thing? He, it's funny to me. You have to know him. His his dog is so he got a dog and he the dog will not um, go to the bathroom in the grass it has to go on concrete or whatever and so every night he walks the dog and and you know the dog will pee on concrete or you know whatever and so the dog I guess had kind of meandered out into the street and then decided that he was gonna go number two right in the middle of the street and so my brother is just sitting there holding the leash and this dog and this car's coming. And if you know, my brother, he just, like, he's staring down the car in the headlights and he's just like, like, like that's his response. It's just, it's so funny. You have to know him. Oh yeah. The things does. that he says, you just, you can't, you just can't. We do. We should have him. We, on. we definitely need to have him on. We had his uh, wife was on. Jaws, uh, the, yes. Yeah. The, the universal episode, the one that Steve didn't listen to. He was on that episode. Oh, she, oh, no, no. His wife was on that episode, Shannon. So yeah, we'll have to, um, yeah, I'll have to ask him where he has his most vivid memories. Do you need to go on a trip? Do you hate the hassle of organizing a vacation? Well, say Hakuna Matata and call Matthew over at Travel by Chewy. He is an expert who can arrange itineraries from relaxing Hawaiian getaway to an exciting theme park adventure. The best part is his services are free. Call him at 507-261-9773. That was 507-261-9773. And just let him know Diz has sent you. Hey, it's AJ for the D Plus Club, where we cover all things Disney Plus. Each week, I'll bring you the latest news and rumors, as well as what's new and what's coming soon to the Disney streaming service in the US and in the UK. And each week, we have a weekly movie club. However, as I'm away for a weekend, this next movie will run for two weeks. So between August 16th and August 29th, we'll be returning to our MCU series for Iron Man 3. Share your thoughts in the weekly movie club room in the Sorcerer Radio Discord at srsounds.com forward slash discord. And I'll feature some of your comments in the next podcast. You can find the D Plus Club on all major podcasting platforms with new episodes released on Sundays. See you soon. This is, this is review, review. So have you guys, have you guys watched the movie? Be honest. It's okay. I have not watched the movie, but you know what? I was just looking it up and I do want to watch this movie. I I totally forgot it came out and I totally forgot that it was on uh, Disney plus. I guess it doesn't show up on my Disney plus as a movie we should watch. Like there's Mm -hmm. no like title for it or whatever. Cause if I saw it and I knew Brian Cranston was in it, I definitely would have watched it. And then mm-hmm. looking at the people in it, Sam Rockwell's Ivan. Ivan's the monkey, the gorilla, right? Yeah. So Sam Rockwell is the gorilla. That's amazing. Yeah. I love Sam Rockwell. Yeah. Yes. That's amazing. I think uh, I'll give it. I'll give it a shot. I'll watch it. So Danny DeVito's me, in it. Like, are you serious? So I'm not sure if you guys know this. I'm not sure, Jen. You might remember, but a couple years ago, it's a book first, right? It was a book. And did Nathan? Did he read it? 
it was remember. A, so in Florida there, we have, there's a group, there's like a bunch of books. There's probably about 15 books every year. And it's called the sunshine state books. Right. What's so funny, Alex? Just the first sentence was like, in Florida, we have a couple of books. Yeah, we do. It's called, well, it's couple. called the sun. Just a couple in Florida. It's called oh, the sunshine uh, state readers. Yes. It was so one of those. It was one of those. Right. And at my school, it was voted the most popular book. Like, so there's like 15 books, right? We all read the books. We get little tokens for reading the books. I read the books also with the kids. So I can talk about it with the kids, right? Hey, name a couple of the main characters. They get points from blah, blah, blah. We have a party at the end of the year. And I eat a bunch of ice cream. The kids think it's funny. I go in there and put like this, this, this tear up the ice cream. The kid's are like, oh, look at Mr. I eating all the ice cream. I'm putting all the toppings on it, whatever. But that book won. Uh, and then we take a vote for their the school's most, most favorite Sunshine State book. That book won for our school but also one for the schools in Florida, right? Because the Sunshine State book is a Florida author. So the movie's good. I enjoyed it. It did the book justice. Um, that's important. Good... Yeah, yeah. When you're there... talking about that that kind of exposure, that's really important. Mm -hmm. uh, but definitely enjoyable, has a good message. Definitely recommend it. You know, if you, if not only that, I mean, I give it a four out of five, uh, like a review. Uh, definitely a good watch, especially watch with kids. So, and it's that one message. It, it kind of reminds me of Charlotte's Web in a way, but it's not really. It's not like Charlotte's Web, but it kind of reminds me because the animals how they're kind of like working together and stuff like that. So, is it appropriate for Emma? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's definitely appropriate for Emma, in my opinion, at least. Yeah, I've, I just watched ET with her, so I think. What she think? She loved it. Did she see ET dying in a river? She did. That's part of the. That's part of it, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember that part. That's like a big thing in our chat is that we don't remember that part in ET where he's not he like he's in a river. Yeah, yeah. I guess he is in a river. <laughs> do you remember that part, Jen? I do. Yeah, he's trying to get water, I guess, and he fell. Yeah, so. But she wasn't scared at all? No, she wasn't scared. She likes all these. She likes weird movies. <laughs> <laughs> Check us out on Weeby Geeks, a new podcast website where you can find all your favorite geeky content. Just head over to WeBeGeeksBC.com. That's WeBeGeeksBC.com. And listen to all the other awesome podcasts, as well as Diz Is. Niels wants to know. Hey guys, this is Niels from at Capturing Disney Parks on Instagram. This month, Niels wants to know which Marvel character or characters you would love to meet in Walt Disney World one day. And why? I know that Marvel possibilities are limited in Orlando because of the universal rights, but let's dream big and assume you can choose whoever you want. Let's hear your picks. I have okay. a problem with this question. Oh, Why? boy. Because I want to meet the actor. Uh, <laughs> the actual person? <laughs> well, you know, I saw a video and it was Spider-Man and then it was actually Tom uh, Holland. Tom Holland yeah, being cool. Spider-Man. How long he was Spider-Man? I don't know, but he was just meeting people at Spider-Man. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You see, did you yeah. see that video, Jen? I did see that video. I saw that video not too long um, before we went to um, California. So it was one of those things like maybe, you know, and we met Spider-Man. Were that you like, hey, spot. did you say it? No. Why not, big Tom? Is that you? <laughs> Tom, Mr. Holland, is that you? <laughs> uh, but, you know, Jen, you and I, we have met a lot of the characters. Yeah, from right? the cruises. Yeah. Oh yes. Oh, Which God. day, Alex? From the cruises. Yeah. So we oh, met a boy, lot of them. cruise talk. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm not going to do. I'm not going to get into it that much. But we <laughs> met a lot of the characters. Uh, but there is a character that I would like to meet. But Alex, do you have a character in mind? Yeah. I know that it's not possible right now, but eventually, I would love to meet Deadpool. Oh, <gasps> that'll be a good one. That's a really good one. That's a really oh, okay. He, I don't even think he's at the one in, in California. Oh, no, because he hasn't officially been in the Marvel Universe, but it's coming. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How about you, Jen? Um, I would like to meet um, Bucky. Oh, that's another really good one. Man. Only because, only because, you know, there are some that we, you know, like you said, there's, we've had a little bit more exposure and availability and, you know, we've met Groot. That one was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, And so thinking about the ones we haven't met i would like to meet him so i would want to meet squirrel girl <laughs> what 
<laughs> yeah, man, I like Squirrel Girl. She's not in a movie yet, but maybe eventually. But she has. She's in the Marvel Rising series. I know, I know. And I like. I really like that series. That's a really good yeah. series. So I, I want to meet her. Uh, let's take a let's take a vote for who Neil or I guess a, who yeah. Neil wants to meet. Right. Uh, hmm. I'm gonna uh, say Squirrel Girl. It's <laughs> a terrible answer. <laughs> I'm gonna say he wants to meet Captain America. What do you think, Jen? No, I bet he says Hulk. Oh, oh my gosh. That's who I want to meet. I changed my vote. <laughs> no, you said Squirrel Girl. It's locked in. No, I want to meet the Hulk. Too late. I didn't think about As he that. has Hulk behind him. Yeah. Go ahead, Alex. Play his answer. My pick would be Wanda, as her Disney Plus series is awesome. But also, she had many outfits and styles in WandaVision. So how cool would it be to be able to meet her in those different looks on different days or in different seasons? Talking about Marvel meets, when having a meet and greet, it would be great the backdrop is matching, but also the music. Do you happen to know who Thor's favorite singer is? MC Hammer. Bye-bye. <laughs> That's a good one. We can actually play that one on our show. That's a dad joke. <laughs> yes. Wait, I was supposed to be cutting out his things before? Because I've never cut out any of his things. <laughs> no, that's fine. <laughs> oh, so he, that's a good answer, Wanda. You know, he has yeah. really good answers. It's almost mm -hmm. like he knows the question ahead of time. <laughs> Listen, I'm not going to lie. I'm such a Marvel nerd. I would be happy to meet any of them. But they have to be good. Like, they're, I, they, I have very, very high standards yeah. for these characters. And some of the ones that we've met in the past have not met my standards. Oh my god! What? So, you know, it's so funny. Jim walked up and go, "Hey!" And you go, "You know what? Nope!" And she just walks away. <laughs> the ones on the ship, the ships were pretty good. No, that Star Lord was not good. Sorry. Don't. There's some at the Epcot that the Star Lords were really good. Um, you see, like in the like on the videos online. Oh yeah, yeah. No, um, and I I know their options are limited on the Marvel Day at Sea, but the yeah no Star Lord was that was a stretch. So. No, but Groot was good. I thought the Loki was pretty good. Yeah, Loki was good. Doctor Strange, I thought was pretty good. Uh, um, but hands down, the one that was probably the most like you had to do a double take was Captain Marvel. Oh, yeah. She looked just like her. And we kind of found out why. is because Disney has some kind of facial recognition thing. And they put all the employees of Disney that that were present also in the past. They put it through a facial recognition system. She came up and they called her and they're like, hey, what? You know? Yeah. For real? Yeah. Wow. So is that, who is, met, is that who what you remember? The, yeah. Who met her on the beach? Somebody met her on the uh, beach. I forget. Maybe it was Alex. Uh, and, another Alex. And she was telling them how it was a pretty cool gig because she was just on the ship to be Captain Marvel, to be friends with Captain Marvel. So, oh, her friend, the friend, right? They're friends with Captain Marvel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was cool. I'm not sure if I'm not sure, I'm not sure if we heard it from like another like, you know, someone else that was on the cruise or one of us, one of someone in our actual party talked to that person. I forget. Yeah, I forget, too. But um, but that's how um, she became friends with Captain Marvel. Yeah, was through uh, facial recognition. And yep. um, I mean, the picture you'll have to find the picture, Joe. The picture is pretty awesome. I mean, yeah, maybe I can go ahead and post it. In, in good our representation. Here. Yeah. So, but I always like the ones like the, like the Groot and, you know, Gamora has always looked good to me. Um, yeah. Things like that. Check us out streaming on award-winning Disney streaming site, Sorcerer Radio on Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern time, or catch us again at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Sorcerer Radio is an amazing 24 seven Disney radio. Just visit srsounds.com or download the Sorcerer Radio app. So what did you do in the world of Disney slash news? Alex, what did you do? Nothing. I made Mickey pancakes this morning. That was the most I've made, done with Disney. Did you post pictures on it? I did not post pictures of it. Um, but we're, I mean, we've watched a lot of movies, but not a lot of Disney movies, actually, lately. We've been venturing out to uh, Netflix and Prime to get some other videos. But man, my kids love Bluey. I know I haven't talked about Bluey in a while, but every morning we about, watch like, like three, every four episodes. Every morning. I guess we can compare it. Who talks about what more? Alex and Bluey or Joe and Disney Cruises? That's like, it's like Bluey's nothing compared to Disney Cruises. You're right. Disney Cru Bluey is better. 
So yeah, I don't know about that. They sell they sell the bluey rug. It's like a kiwi rug. We want it so bad for our house. Why don't you get it? Because <laughs> shipping is a lot. Okay. Anything else, Alex? No, that's it. Okay. How about you, Jen? What did you do in the world of Disney slash news? I have not done a whole heck of a lot of anything in the world of Disney this week. I'm I'm bad like that. It's just been kind of um, winding up to the start of the school year. And so we've kind of been all hands on deck with all that stuff. Okay. What about uh, you? We made a little coffee bar, bar that has some a uh, whole bunch of Disney coffee in it. Like we are part of like the Disney coffee club, whatever. So we get Disney coffee. Yeah. And we have like a little uh, coffee station and it has, it has like little Disney coffee sayings in it. For example, we have a little saying that says bippity boppity brew. And that's pretty much all it says. That's Disney actually. <laughs> but it's pretty cool. Your little station. Looks yeah, like you have a, a bed and breakfast. Yeah, it is. It is. It's cool. Uh, I love our Disney coffee. It's, it's you can really tell the difference in the different types of coffee and uh, you know, we enjoy it. Uh, so I definitely recommend checking out that Disney coffee club, Joffrey's, you know, uh, get it sent to you. It's definitely worth it in my opinion. Uh, and I watched the one and only Ivan on um, Disney plus, and I'm really excited to, I'm not sure if it's out yet, but the what if series. Yeah. I can't oh, no, wait. That comes out this week. Oh, it does not wait. Yeah. I no, cannot no, no, wait this... for that. <sighs> it's coming out soon. My son said it's this. I'm pretty sure it's this week. Well, yeah, cannot cannot wait. If for only that. we all had technology at our hands. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it's coming out soon, and we I've been watching Bad Batch. I've been really getting into it. It's really cool. Still have yet to watch that, which is sad. Oh, oh Alex, I man. have heard it's really good. You haven't watched it, Jen? You need to watch. If you're a Star no. Wars fan, definitely recommend it. The first episode um, is tonight, guys. Is oh, it, cool! It's on now. It's on. It's out now. Oh <gasps> crap! First episode is airing today. The day we're recording, which is August 11th. Yeah. So, I mean, I can't wait to talk about that next episode. Bad Batch is so awesome because, you know, I'm, it's, this is not too much of a spoiler, but you know the, the aliens with the long necks that's in Star Wars are kind of made to clones? Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I've always wondered, like, what happened to them? Right. Like, you know, in the movies, they don't really touch up on what happened to them. And with Bad Batch, they, they kind of get into that, which yeah. is really awesome. Because, uh, I mean, they made the clones. And how awesome are the clones, right? Yeah, they make a lot of genetic engineering, I think. Yeah, yeah. So uh, they kind of get into that. So I, I really enjoy the series. Some parts, some parts, it's slow, but overall, great, great series. That's pretty much all I did. I oh, you know what? I'm okay. I have a little teeny tiny thing that I did in the world of Disney. I just burnt um, three chicky chicks, um, the Polynesian scented uh, wax melt, mm-hmm. and it was lovely. Oh. You talking about coffee made me think about that. Yeah, I love those. very. Very nice. Cannot recommend the wax melts enough. Yeah, and we're actually gonna be giving away a candle here in a couple of weeks. Not a wax melt, but an actual candle. So if you are gonna join our Patreon, go ahead and check out this is at patreon.com. You have your chance to win a three chicky chicks candle. I definitely recommend the grand lobbies. That's my favorite one. I I, I can close my eyes and I and I, I can I feel like I'm at a Disney resort. Like I'm sitting in a Disney resort room. That's Poof, it's so good. That's the his on Illuminations. I'm Joe. I'm Alex. I'm Jen. Thanks for listening and have a magical week. Please follow us on all social media by searching DizHis65. Share us and subscribe to our podcast to get the latest show when it is available. If you want to help us out, get tips, get your memories shared on the podcast, see pictures and videos of what we are up to at the parks, join our goof troop on Patreon.com and search for DizHis.